welcome to episode 30 of the Paul Norton podcast. Now today's episode I'm joined by a an amazing guest and this guy has been on the show before. Today I'm joined by Coleman Power. Now the last time we did a podcast together it was amazing the responses we got and Coleman is the knowledge he knows about organic vegetables and food is just insane. This podcast is, it gives us a great insight into Coleman as a person, but also we dive really deep into everything organic foods. And I can promise you, if you take action on everything we spoke about, you're going to make massive improvements in your life. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this podcast and take care. Again, great to have you on part two. The last time, last podcast was last podcast is fantastic. So as far as twenty doesn't know yet, can you tell me who you are, what you do? Suppose uh, it's a little listeners in on suppose that well I call it the elevator pitch. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm an organic grower as well as a personal trainer. I get people to improve their diet and I suppose their lifestyle and help them with training and foods and that they can do it kind of long term and like my kind of idea of health is for optimal health eating the best type of foods and there's my personal opinion there's no type of best type of diet however there are better types of foods that you can eat and organic food being the gold standard and then if you come into the contact of the problem or the issue with it being expensive i help people to either grow a little bit of their own the most sustainable thing you can possibly do is put an apple tree in the ground and most people eat apples and they're one of the fruits that are heavily sprayed throughout their life cycle. So I recommend each and every family or each and every anybody that I mentor or coach that have at least a minimal requirement of an apple tree. Next is the likes of anything green. They say, what vegetables should I grow? The most important veg, I suppose, is to eat the one that you enjoy and the one you can uh, have in your diet high percentage of the time. And that comes down to any of the greens, whether it be dark leafy green from kale, spinach, rocket, arugula, any of those things can easily be grown in a pot. And people think, geez, no, I don't have no exactly a pot pot gets you plenty of greens throughout the and cut gum again is a system that you can do and these are only small things and we're just touching on do you know anybody else that's doing that kind of thing and i was like not that i know of at this moment in time there's a really super question um coleman what is organic a lot of people actually don't and, actually don't know what organic is yeah and that's very important it's straight away said off the bat it's actually a registered word so if something is organic it has to be registered and when it's registered with a governing body, with the Irish governing body to be the Silas governing body to be Silas Association Organic Trust, and then following that there is a European recognised green leaf logo, and then there's also different uh, governing bodies based in America, USD approved, all with a logo that you should watch out for. But the most distinctive one in, across Ireland and Europe is that green recognised logo in the shape of a leaf with stars symbolising that it is regularly tested, minimum of once a year, either the soil, either a product or crop whether it be uh, the likes of a vegetable a fruit and or then i suppose there is the products such as meat sources so meat sources the difference between conventional and organic is the fact that it doesn't contain any antibiotics through its life cycle that's the next and most important point why because something we're going to touch on here now is the fact that that antibiotics is actually can cause negative effects on our overall health and the fact that you are what you eat in fact you are what your 
you consume of the other animal products or products that you have on a regular basis because we, we in fact we eat every day and it's so important to put the best type of foods that you possibly can into your body and into your into yourself to increase your energy levels to improve your health and you were only just touching on you said geez what age are they coming i'm 30 and i've been eating i suppose very very high percentage of my diet uh, organically now and i'm just trying to get people to do the exact same because it's, it's not impossible and the thing is it's important to put health is your wealth coming down from the moment you get up to what you consume them for lunch and for dinner depending on how many meals you have throughout the day the thing is most people want to be happier most people want to be healthier and it comes directly down to the food that you're eating on a regular basis and organic being just a gold standard to get your hands on it as much as you possibly can the big thing is a uh, process isn't it what's the whole what is process we get another thing that's not many people even me i probably don't know don't know enough about processed foods what are processed foods so I suppose the word processed the definition of it would be um, a part of it being converted into or changed in any way shape or form and the closer you get to a single ingredient the more nutrient dense it's going to be whether it be the likes of we'll bring it back to the most simplest thing if you can get I love greens for the fact that so many benefits to it, okay? That literally we start straight away. And I get excited about this. I mean, it's quite early here. It's just past half five. And you say, geez, come on, what's wrong with you? <laughs> People think, ah, geez, you shouldn't have energy like that. In fact, you should have energy and you shouldn't have cravings. If you have cravings, it's a direct result that something not right. And we're going to be searching on that later on, I'm sure of it. But we'll def- I'll definitely have it up. But so the likes of greens is something I'm a major fan of because it contains, firstly, iron, we'll pick kale it contains iron it contains vitamin a it contains vitamin c okay iron increases your energy levels because it increases blood flow when you have more blood flow oxygen is carried in the blood so what oxygen does then is it actually rejuvenates and helps the muscle contract and what's one of the la- one of the muscles in, in your body that are very important is your brain okay so your brain then gets more oxygen when your brain is more oxygen your body can function at optimal levels that's just one of the first basic things that greens does. vitamin a vitamin a is good for your skin health a lot of people say that coleman you've kind of a bit of a glow on you and again mm. there would be a day that i wouldn't have greens in my diet it'd be a Something be wrong. I'd be tied down to the bed, or something be queer. I wasn't <laughs> able to have a diet. The next thing is vitamin C. Vitamin C is also good for your skin health. Again, mad about vitamin C coming in all sh- shapes and forms, and greens or kale, spinach, arugula, rocket, rainbow chard, chard, you name it. Then vitamin C is also good for the likes of your immune system. And then following that, then is the fiber, and the fiber is good for your gut health. And that's I suppose some of the things I highly recommend: greens all the way. I was one question is to reverse the whole thing again. How did you get into doing what you do? Because if anyone doesn't doesn't know you, like get you on Instagram, Coleman Power, but like what you're doing with TikTok videos, organic, it's unreal. So what was what started for you? How did you get into organic farming and then obviously training? Uh really good question. Uh I to, to put it uh in a bite-sized manageable form, I suppose I studied horticulture in college for four years straight out of uh, school and then I went on to do a master's degree in organic horticulture I suppose did I I choose it or did it define me it was supposed I'll have to thank my sister maybe she might have said would you be interested in doing a uh, what you call it, a master's MSc in organic horticulture and I'm going to tell you I, I lived a totally different life to what I do right now I was and am a GA man uh we could call it the small corner forward who was a sub for a long, long time, was weak, wasn't half as energetic as I was, um, didn't have the half as good a skin health as I do right now. And so then 
when I studied the likes of the masters in UCC, I went and tried to get a job and couldn't get a job. So what ended up happening was then I emigrated to Australia and came into the same problem and ended up working on building sites. And my, see, my whole thing is I didn't really want to go to college in the first place because I'm a dyslexic and I learn different to other individuals. I don't learn quite well from sitting down in front of a class and trying to write down something on a piece of paper that I read from a book. And I learned by doing, I learned by hands-on things. And I suppose then when I came back, I just happened to meet one of my... Um, uh, old lectures and, and turned up to be a mentor of mine, Klaus Leitenberg. He's he'd be a guru now. So he taught me everything that I know about growing and he's quite mindsety too, which is kind of cool. And the fact is then got set up and started learning the techniques of how to grow each and every vegetable. And I have organic fitness vegetables that I have people on the program consuming. And those are vegetables that either that you buy or you grow. And I suppose potatoes are one of them. A lot of people think potatoes make you fat. No, they don't. They're a, they're a carbohydrate that I recommend. And the carbohydrates are the body's first source of energy. And then there's, following that, there's fruits. So whether you buy, you buy or you get, you like to have a fruit bush, whether it be red currants, black currants, you can get white currants, all full of antioxidants and different types of fibers. And that's just going to gain. And a lot of people think, again, fruit makes you fat. No, it doesn't. I get people to add in fruit, typically at insulin-sensitive times. That's first thing in the morning or after their training. Why? Because that's the one of the optimal times for people to use it and get it going into your muscles because that's actually where carbohydrates are stored. And the larger muscles you have, the more carbohydrates or fruits that you can have. And fruits are lovely. They're natural sweets. I never tell people to take out fruits from their diet. And I suppose then... I did a personal trainer course, did a nutrition course. This seems like a lot of education course, but all the time I was working. And I was, uh, do you know what I mean? Because I, I kind of am from that, like two parents that worked out in my eyes extremely hard. They were from a psychiatric, they were both psychiatric nurses. They worked 12 hour shifts and opposite shifts. And I suppose I always had that grit in my teeth that you emulate the people that you're around. And that's kind of come from, I suppose, my parents and everyone says, yeah, I, I have great parents. I have good parents and I, I've met good people along the way. And that really helped. And then I got pushed towards setting up a podcast and then I set up a podcast and then I did talks at uh we call it garden centers and then people ask questions about food and nutrition and training and then i did that personal trainer course on top of it and then i started working in the gym one-to-one -one. and uh then i suppose i back to where i am right now i suppose well, that brings me right up to now and in between it yeah growing and and getting people to live the best life they possibly can and not ever forgetting people and i've re read a lot of books i've listened to a lot of books because i said i'm dyslexic so i listened to a lot of books in my in whatever kind of spare time I had or 15 minutes before bed, this is one of the most important times the body can retain information. So I listened to books either first thing in the morning or last thing at night. And that was on topics of growing. That was on topics of nutrition and training. And all the, I, I'm interested in it. And a lot of people think that you have to do things the exact same way as everyone else. I learned completely different to other people. Like the standard is go to school, sit down in front of a laptop or a book and open it up. I, I find it very difficult. I even find it difficult to sit down right now at a laptop. Mm. I want to move. I want to be active. I want to do as much as I possibly can. And I, I straight up, honestly, love helping people to be as healthy as they can. And that comes from foods. That comes from being outside. That And what I've actually even just done before this is, and like, I guess I said, I've done a bit of grounding and done a bit of light stretching because that increases my blood flow. And to tell you, like, I used to be that kind of what? holistic health I used to have that i used to even know what grounding was and i used to even like the, one of my favorite vegetables now is 
beetroot and the whole idea of it is beetroot my family wouldn't have come into the plate at all it just was like what the hell is that how do you cook it and what's it good for and i just like knowing what something is beneficial for you and it makes it a hell of a lot easier to eat it then so beetroot being high in antioxidants the same one as blueberries and it can actually reduce wrinkles on your face and then most people go straight away jesus coleman i have to get beetroot into my diet immediately yeah it's one of the organic fitness foods get on it it's unreal what is, what is grounding for people who don't know grounding is grounding is something they're touching either your bare skin either your feet or your hands because those have a high percentage of cells on both those parts of your body that can reduce stress it can be something that is absolutely free and a lot of people like health is actually quite cheap a lot of people buy you can buy a mat mat could be 100 euro i've seen those mats for 100 euro and they got grounding effect buy it link on instagram swipe up and <laughs> i don't have that <laughs> i don't have that like i only have a small bit of a garden out here where right now it'd be in the the 30th of uh, the 4th, March, April, April, and uh, there's a bit of frost on the ground, but also is a natural stimulant, and people kind of go, Jesus, come on, that's a bit, I mean, that's a bit extreme, whatever, and I used to, I used to like it, I, and I, I say I still like it now, but it's something that I know is beneficial to me, reducing stress, reducing the stress hormone, cortisol in the body, which is very important, because excess amount of stress leads to your body being in a a fight or flight state and that is on a constant basis it causes negative uh, stress in your body so definitely doing anything you can to reduce the likes of stress the most natural thing you can do is walk outside and touch your hands your feet off the ground and it's called ground and it's something that i've done and now that i'm recommending to other people because it's free health is as expensive as you possibly can a lot of people think you have to buy a mat you have to have the latest uh, fitbit watch or whatever the whole thing about it is for a high percentage of the time i had a watch that i got in the lost and found and a lot of people are like oh do you track your steps you don't have to track your steps but it does help if you want to be specific i do get people to download an app on their phone and that just helps as a result of them knowing and indicating what steps they were previously getting because most often than not if you're currently looking to lose weight your steps aren't what they could be. So focusing on 10,000 steps is important because you can burn between 300 and 500 calories alone just by doing 10,000 steps. And people are like, no way. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much a meal in itself. <laughs> I'm clocking up 10,000. I'm like, yeah, you're winning on that box. What would your views be on the likes of cold showers or I know you're a man of a swim or meditation? It, meditation is something that I... I find difficult because I have so much high energy and it's something that I have to go maybe a little more into. Even like, even this even the stretching that I do would be maybe on the we call it more upbeat. I should even slow down the stretch, and it's something that I don't do enough of myself. And I in that area of my life, I, I might even gain the advantage of getting a coach or getting a mentor to help me to slow down because that's one of the things that I find difficult. And people say, "Come and geez, everything's going right for you." I have so much energy and so much drive that it's difficult for me to slow down. And that's important because if I don't slow down, I don't get a good night's sleep. And if I don't get a good night's sleep, my hunger hormones are affected. So if you don't get a decent amount of sleep, the two hormones in your body, hunger hormones, anyway, are the likes of ghrelin. Okay, that's your hunger hormone and leptin. So if I remember this, leptin is one of them. Lep, you're jumping around the place. And then actually ghrelin is your hunger hormone. It sounds like ghrelin. That's how I remember those mm. two. So if you don't get a good night's sleep, Okay, it's important to get regular sleep at a specific time, Monday to 
Sunday. Okay, don't even think of a dip. The week, the weekend is different. Body doesn't know it's the weekend. Okay, and that's inclusive of your sleep and both your training. Keep your foods regular. Don't eat too close before bed, and that just helps me with, I suppose, my sleep. And I probably will in the future, in the near future, be getting, I suppose, help and coaching in relation to the likes of maybe a little bit of meditation to slow my body down, slow the pace down, because sometimes, as I said, that's an area I struggle with. Big thing um, that a lot of my clients have noticed with you and even just other followers, you're, you're a great man to motivate people. Like your motivation is always, it's that's the energy too, but for you, what is your key? I know motivation, to me, motivation, it doesn't really exist. It's only, but be good to hear. You've got some great points on motivation and what, what is motivation to you? Uh, it's what is motivation to me I kind of go from two different angles I suppose how am I motivated first I I use goal boards I'm quite visual so I have goal boards there in the background floor you can mm. see it and I'm quite open o- open to it there's goal boards they have some quotes and there's things that are quite specific to me and even I, at the start of the year 2021 I wrote down this is the best year I wrote down that and I have a couple of different areas that I want to improve on. There's things that I'm doing. And that's probably the first thing that I would call motivation. Motivation kind of comes from within. You have to know what you want. And from that, get a clear on what you want and write down exactly whether it's fitness you want to improve on, whether it's a relationship, whether it's your finances, or it's a fulfillment in the likes of what you do on a daily basis, your job role or whatever you do. And so that's the first point of that. what's what I call motivation. Motivation is whatever you decide it is. And how am I so motivated and what kind of gets me and what drives me is because I, as I said, came from someone who was not as confident as he was right now. I'm 30 years old now and I went to school and I didn't fit in anywhere. I went from the lads who played hurling. I went from the country lads. I went to the lads who were from the same village and swanned in between trying to get on the chess team and orienting team or the orienteering team and never really fitted in and went oh where they like, home and mom and dad would ask where where were you today or who are you hanging around with oh i was with the, the lads the hurling lads oh where were you today i was up with the valley duff lads and i floated in between and found it difficult to even kind of settle in with anyone and because of what because i wasn't confident because i was small because i was weak because i wasn't good at anything i wasn't good at school i wasn't good at sports and those are the two things then i suppose that was based off your intelligence but that's something i must point out based on your intelligence or the example of patient a fish's intelligence and how fast he can run you're always going to say he's stupid and and that's what i was told i was told in school i was stupid i couldn't write sentences without spelling them i still my some of my instagram posts are woeful i get guff about it and i have family members that even check it but all the time then it's like focusing i wanted to be stronger i wanted to be what did I want to be more intelligent and how did I do that and I had to find what worked for me so I joined the gym when I was probably about 18 going into college and I just wanted to be stronger I just wanted to be fitter I wanted to be faster and then I wasn't gaining the advantage of the things that I was doing so I was in the gym I was doing full body workouts doing weights at random just moving away from A to B and I was getting frustrated for all the time I was spending and then I was eating foods that like weren't suiting the lifestyle and the energy levels that I wanted to perform my best I was playing a lot of hurling at the time and trying to do everything at once and then college wasn't going so good for me and and I was trying to study as well and it was hard to balance and I suppose then I gained a bit of knowledge from people that I was training with and following that then I 
what I actually I'm going to reverse back slightly. So then I was still going back into school, and what I actually found that motivated me to try and gain and confidence. I actually spent a lot of time trying to get on the hurling teams, and the hurling team was something that it's about being a war for man. It's something that everyone, every young fellow wants to be. He wants to be a good hurler, and I went to every single training session. I used to clean the boots, put the Vaseline on them and literally pack them over to the left side and put the Hurley in through the helmet and go off to school with the boots and the shorts and the socks and all, you name it, in one different spot and the spare boxers and the whole lot and just head off to school. And trainings on Tuesdays, trainings on Thursdays and then we had a match differently then a friendly maybe on a Friday. I went first year, no match, no friendly, no nothing. Second year, no match, no nothing. Every training session I went to third year, fourth year, not getting a scrap. And do you know what I mean? There was periods of time outside of school that my parents would go up and say, is there any chance or stand beside the coach or the, the trainer, any chance you keep calling even five minutes? Like just to imagine I'm small and was corner forward material, tiny little lad. And the fact is then in fifth year, we got to the Munster. We ended up getting to the, into the Munster championship, our school, Kilmac Thomas based in Waterford. And what ended up happening was, we won the quarterfinal, we got into the semifinal and one of the lads who was on the team, he broke his finger in the semifinal. And we had a friendly, we had a friendly that, I think maybe the two weeks before the likes of the Munster final. And I got a run and I ended up scoring, I think it was 1-3, one, 1-3 three, one, three in a challenge, came on. And it was a dream because there was a lot of people injured and there was exams coming up for the leaving cert close to that time and there was people being saved. And I came on just for luck and whatever thing about it is, Sometimes you get lucky or sometimes you make your own luck and came on and scored a goal and a couple of points. It was three points. And like, Jesus. And then Shane Briggs at the time, the manager, I never forget him. You never forget the names. You never forget the heads. And it's just like, he says, just grab play to you, lad. Give me a tap on the back. And I was absolutely delighted. <laughs> chuffed. Like. So anyway, they were naming out the team then next week. This was in school. So you're as 16, I think, 17, heading for 17. And they were naming out the team. So number one, Obviously, in the hurling teams, the goalie, cornerbacks, wing backs, midfield, wing forward, the name of 13, the name of 14, and the name of 15. Last fella, Coleman Power. Actually, couldn't believe it. Actually, couldn't. <laughs> I was like, I, was like, I cannot, I just have to, I, I, I could not believe they just named my name. So they named me my name. So my first starting game, like this is a this is a straight up truth. Like they have, I still, I'm quite, what, um, uh, passionate about things that I've done I keep like a box with all memories and things in it and that's in it that's in it me corner forward circles number 15 uh, in whatever year it was got called up and I like just a dream packed that bag like I never packed it for the final next thing had the red socks had the or the white socks with the maroon shorts and put on the jersey number 15 and it was old O'Neill's brands back then Jeez. Mm. and practice then we came on and I'd say that I was so nervous. The first ball came in, I was falling around the place. And what ended up happening then was a couple of minutes later, ball was poked in from midfield, keeper batted it. I literally just happened to be in the right place at the right time, tipped it in, the flukiest goal you could possibly ever see. Oh man, electric. I literally ran over <laughs> to the crowd like John Milan. It was like the Champions League final. Just fist pumping to the crowd. Felt like there was thousands there. There was only about 50 people there, but it didn't matter to me. It was actually like kind of like Roy the Rovers kind of job. That Coleman never gets a start, never gets a tap, never gets a scratch and scores a goal. And like, you think I'd make that story up? It, it can't, you can't. The whole idea of it, that has actually happened. And we, we lost the game. I got taken off. But just to emulate, some things take a huge amount of time and a huge amount of effort just to actually get you a little bit of a little bit of the good. 
And that's, I suppose I, I do that in my fitness then. I suppose I do that in, and that comes into the exact same thing that's happening now. People are kind of, kind of going to go on, Jesus, Bowman's actually okay. He's actually always there. Bowman's mm-hmm. always there. Bowman yeah. never gives yeah. up. And that, that doesn't happen in one training session that's a, or, or one healthy food choice or one night or day of having a business and one day of you just deciding I'm going to be better today. One, two, three, four years posting up something on Instagram one, two, three, four years. And even since I've met you and the whole idea of it is like, I was like, Jesus, a couple of other fellas kind of following you there, Coleman. I was like, we're putting out the exact same content and doing the exact same thing that I've been doing for the last four odd years. And then exact same way, it's like, Jesus, Coleman, you're getting a little bit bigger there. You're getting savage strong. I was like, I'm doing the training and putting in the miles, yeah. you put in the effort and that's so relatable to anything you want to improve on. And that's, I suppose, where my motivation and drive comes from. What you do over a consistent amount of time and a consistent period of time will actually help you get to whatever you want, whether it's improving your fitness, whether it's improving your relationship, improving your job. But don't just think just after one week or one month or one year that it's going to help. And people say, Jesus, that seems like a long time to wait, Goldman. The thing is, the grand scheme of things, four or five years, it'll take five years. You can be an expert in any field that you want. I remember starting off and reading about foods and nutrition and training and organics. It's like, Jesus, five years is a long time. I know a hell of a lot more in that five-year period of time. And I'm not going to say that I'm an expert, but I know a hell of a lot more than I did when I started off. And the thing is, that take, like a master's degree would take you five years. And that's the kind of realization with wherever you are right now and whatever area you want to improve on, you can be a hell of a dream, whatever it is in that area of your life in five years. And that's a small period of time. Unreal. Do you, um, do you ever hear of the guy, Joe Wicks, body coach? Oh, yeah. yeah, well, I he had a video up, I've seen his Instagram thing today, and he had a video up as like his 10-year success story. And same as you, unbelievable. Like that, that you know, you look at that guy's page and you think, Jesus, he's had a, you know, he's this big star. But 10 years ago, um, he was doing boot camps and he couldn't afford any money, but he had no bicycle. And actually reminded me of you, was like, that's something that Coleman doing now, going on London with no bicycle and a, and a trailer. But um, he had he had an old push bike anyhow. He'd no money for a car, no money for nothing. He had no equipment. All he has an old push bike. He made an old timber trailer, put the gear in the trailer. He used, to, he used to cycle 10, 15, 20, 30 miles and they set up boot camps in different parks. You know, he some days they get no one, some days they might get three people. And here he is today, 10 years later. I suppose people don't see what goes on in the background. But that goes to my next question is, I suppose, how long have you been on the scene for? Because as I was saying, like you're you're getting out there, you're you're what I see now, you've probably been doing for the last couple of years. So your question is how long have I been on the scene? Hmm. Been on the scene since I was born, says you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know if that directly answer your question. I but I I've and, and numbers aren't the thing. And I I I'm I'm far from anybody that's as big. I'm the most normal fellow you can come hmm. at. Normal is different, and everyone's everyone is different. <laughs> because I was talking to someone the other day and they said, like, oh man, Jesus, you're different. And and I was like, yeah. But the whole thing about it is everyone's different. No one's the same. Everybody's everyone's a little bit weird. So yes. in fact, there's and I remember if if I was to say that if I went out to the galas and I I'm, I'm seriously am a GA man. If I said to them, Jesus, you know what? I'm going to uh, doing a bit of ground and I'm going jumping into the sea and then I come home. Then I'm going to have maybe some sourdough bread. I'm going to have beans and eggs and I'm going to have spinach. Some of the boys would go, Are you joking me? I'm just going to have a fry like. 
you know what I mean? It's 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 totally a million miles from what I was and what I was used to, but I, I wasn't ever major. Like, and I would have had a diet that was completely different. I would have had white bread for breakfast. I would have lash of butter, butter it was dairy, it wasn't dairy, it was dairy gold. I would have had what on top of that, I would have had any sausages, there are other sausages available. The thing is, <laughs> and I would have had cornflakes with sugar, cornflakes with sugar, that and or maybe Weetabix with sugar, dry because I used them to, uh, to be able to tolerate milk and I mm-hmm. used to have a small bit of it and I used to have cause um, symptoms such as spots in my face and I used to have a very um, irritable nose and that was all down to dairy. I'm not saying the dairy is bad, I'm just saying it didn't suit me and I do have small amounts of dairy in my diet now, that's just something to point out. And I suppose, how, when did I put on the scene? Well, I suppose when I suppose put up that Instagram post, the first Instagram post about the likes of me being a personal trainer and someone who's grown organic veg and wants anyone wants any help. So that was four years ago, I suppose, in around that region. There you are now. You're starting. You're doing. You're doing. Are you doing a talk? Um, are you doing a talk soon? I see your Instagram. Yeah, certainly am. I'm doing a talk for uh, a corporation there, a business, and I suppose that's that's something that's moving me in the right direction again, getting to. Uh, connect with people who are I suppose like-minded and want to improve on their health and and everyone's health is different and everyone's starting point is different whether the fact that, that they're working from home or whether they're want to uh, start training or they've been training for a couple of years or a couple of weeks and they just want a couple of pointers in relation to what exercises how many times what time what foods and that's tailored down to them and yeah it's great so it's kind of a double double what podcast and a, a talk today <laughs> That's unreal, isn't it? Talks today, is it? Yeah, later on today. Good man. So what's that going to entail? Just general. What's yeah, what's no, involved? it's going to be specific. Specific to them, they've asked in for I suppose the area that I'm, um, my circle of confidence. I suppose training that they can easily do and how to fit it in and when to fit it into their day. Uh, I suppose meal planning, cooking, and how can they get the best type of foods and. Touching on that would be like to go and either grow on your own or small bit, as you said, minimum requirement pots or a meter squared or fruit tree. Next thing is then country markets and country markets are the thing that people don't actually think about for a second. All across Ireland or all across the world, in fact, there are local farmers that produce food on a huge scale that sometimes we don't realize. And like, and just for the majority of the listeners might be Ireland. Every small town village in Ireland has a country market. It moves around. Why? Because there's food that's produced. The, the, the names of foods that people don't, they mightn't even come, have ever come across before. Chard is one. Chard is actually a green that comes and related to beetroot. It contains vitamin A, vitamin C. But most importantly, one of the ones I'm mad about is magnesium because magnesium reduces cravings. It aids in a good night's sleep. One of the pillars of health. And I used to know what that was. And then I started growing it. And then I started feeding it to people. They're like, this is actually nice. And I'm like, yeah, greens are not just for rabbits because what the salad that we used previously get is actually rubbish. It's typically just an iceberg lettuce. And I'm not saying don't eat iceberg lettuce, but the thing is, iceberg lettuce is just no nutritional value within the likes of chard or the beetroot leaves that you're actually edible as well. So that's why I recommend people grow beetroot. You can both eat the root, the beetroot, and you can eat the likes of the leaves. That's unreal. So what's the, when you say, don't, when you say um, lettuce, then what, so what, what would be the bigger than lettuce, beetroot leaves? Beetroot leaves would be better again because <clears throat> the fact that they're more nutrient dense. Beetroot leaves, you've charred leaves, you have then any of the spinach leaves, you can get spinach, there's two different types of spinach. I won't get too sciencey. So the spinach related to beetroot and the spinach is separate. So the annual spinach is smaller ones. Typically, the ones that we see in the likes of 
we call it the large commercial stores are annual spinach leaves. They're small, they might be a little bit pointed, but uh, the, we'll call it the charred leaves. They're much, much bigger. They're about palm say, size, shape, and they can even grow bigger than your, your head. And that just gets you more bang for your buck, especially if you're growing it yourself. But when you get something local, you firstly know it's grown with a bit more care. And if you get uh, it either chemical-free or organic, you know it's better again for you. It's better for your gut health because there's so many different chemicals found and sprayed onto crops on a large scale, which is the ones that we find in the stores that are wrapped down in plastic and pumped with chemicals anyway. And as soon as you open it, what ends up happening is after three days, it turns to mush at the end of the bag. And nobody likes to mush. Like I've heard actually someone say, using a smoothie. Jeez, I'm mad about smoothies, but I wouldn't be putting mush in there. <laughs> Uh, since I started following you and my uh, clients, I suppose we're a lot more aware of organic foods and shops. But still, I know in Australia here, there's not a big selection of organic produce. Like, and not that price makes a difference, but there is a mass, especially in Australia, there's a massive difference in, like, let's just say broccoli. You get normal broccoli here, just uh, fresh broccoli for, I think it's like $2. But then you go to the organic section, you get a organic broccoli it's around $9. So I guess what would be the biggest difference in the price difference? Is it just the making of the organic? I suppose the price difference, don't ever judge something off price, judge it off value. So what mm. you're actually getting when you buy an organic broccoli head or you buy spinach or kale or any organic produce for that matter, the fact is it doesn't contain harsh chemicals. Harsh chemicals are never beneficial to the body. Okay, so they cause oxidative stress. They cause excess amount of stress, which leads to excess wrinkling, which leads to your body not performing at its optimal levels because your body wants to heal itself naturally. And it can if you help it, if you eat the foods that benefit it. And that's the whole idea of it. Like you either pay for it now or pay for it in face creams when we're 30, 40 and 50 going, geez, you know what I'd love? I'd love less of these wrinkles now. You start laddering on <laughs> organic snail cream from l'oreal because you're worth it and then you're looking for increased energy levels you're taking vitamin c tablets and actually vitamin c is typically higher in organic produce why because it's an antioxidant and that's just something worth noting it's and it, sometimes then people say oh but the studies come to say there's not and they say well that's fine that's fine that's really fine and then what, what's your argument now how is it better it's not always what's in organic food it's what's not in it it doesn't contain harsh chemicals, it doesn't contain glyphosate, and it, it doesn't use the likes of GMO seeds. And typically you might see on a lot of products now, GMO-free. So that's what GMO stands for, genetically modified seeds. And they can be sprayed, and typically we'll call it either a bean that can be sprayed. So soya being one of those, because I would be quite plant-based. I would have either some form of soya each and every day just to hit my protein targets from whole foods as much as I possibly can. So that just means if it's GMO free, it's grown organically without coming into contact with glyphosate. And glyphosate is the active ingredient in the likes of sprays that you typically see in, you, you, for people that might know it, it's the sprays that you typically use in your garden, the spray, the perforators or sprayed or small dandelions that are in your garden. And those actually dandelions, and firstly, I touch on that point, is actually beneficial and you can eat those. Like there's actually, the definite, it's a weed, but the definition of a weed is a plant in the wrong place. So you can actually eat dandelions. You know, the yellow flower that typically pops up in the gardens, yeah. They're edible. Both yeah. the leaves and the root are all edible. That's unreal. When it, when it comes to common, um, the likes of potatoes, sweet potatoes, because I've actually never seen uh, organic potatoes in supermarket. How do you go? So how do you even go about getting? So if you can if you can't get organic produce in a supermarket, where would you go? Where would you go? The local farmers markets. 
I, I would recommend people I source uh, local farmers markets for the majority of people that I I'm currently this is great. I'm training people in America and training people in Canada, but they're going to country markets, which is unreal. And in Ireland too, like Galway, I have loads of people in Dublin and Tipperary, Cork and Galway. And I was like, Claire. So the fact is in Sligo, all over. But the thing is that it's important to go to, go close as you can to source. Go. And when you do that, you're supporting local, you're supporting fresh, you're supporting organic. And the more things that you buy, people say, oh, it's a bit of an effort. It's a bit of a trek. But the thing is, good things don't come easy. You have mm. to put your tail and put your, put your whatever your money where your mouth is. Go to the country markets, find out. And if you don't know, contact me and I'll help you. I'll source it because I know people all around the, the globe right now. And it's 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 generally it's generally a Google will help you. But the fact is that in Ireland, I'll know a hell of a lot more about where the country markets are. And there's loads of them, and there are different days of the week, and there are different times. And typically, it's early morning. Why? Because either the farmer or the grower is doing other jobs, and they take that period of time typically between ten and one. And they sit down at a stall and they give out the produce to whoever turns up on the day and then they go back to do whatever they're growing. And as a result of that, then they're back at it, making the hard graft to do the, the things that are hard. Because it's not easy. It's not easy to grow chemical free. It's not easy to grow organic. But if you're still finding it difficult, <clears throat> potatoes are an absolute easy, easy crop to grow. You have a bucket, tub bucket, put in mm. one potato. Right, put it in today, wherever as soon as you listen to this podcast, right, it's going to send up sprouts. How many of us have left a potato inside in the cupboard and it starts to send out sprouts? That's a, it's a shoot that'll end up turning to foliage. Okay, you put that in a bucket, whatever bucket you can get. You can get them those large ones that woolies and or little oralities, you can get them plastic container, pop it in. As a result of that, then literally all you do is you're putting up more soil as it comes in, get compost in any uh, DIY store, and then one potato turns into many. It turned into a couple of kg of potatoes. It's the most local, fresh, organic products you're going to possibly get your hands on today. That's unreal. That's actually amazing. I suppose one thing that questions big is uh, how do uh, people, because you're quite good at your, at your social media, is making quick, easy, but real, organic, like unreal meals. <laughs> how do you yeah. make a quick meal? I, exactly. I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> no, that's like an inside joke. I literally brought out a cookbook. An e-cookbook there now, uh, last week, I think it was last week, it's officially out. Mm -hmm. And so the meals that I eat are that are so easy. Why? Because when I come in from walking or doing a personal training or do my own training, I literally will eat the leg of a table if I can't cook something in less than 15 minutes. I think there might be one meal that's 20 minutes because I use the oven for a little bit of it. But the whole idea of it is it's either one pan or it's two pans and I'm one man and it gets all thrown in here, added spices. And this is the thing, major game changer for yourself. Get yourself a spice rack. Okay, I used to have the standard diet. I used to think that you had to be healthy and what all healthy people eat, chicken, broccoli, rice. I got fairly sick of that fairly quick when I moved out of home. And so I had to learn how to cook. And I learned, and people say, how did you learn? I learned from YouTube. I learned from YouTube, random literally things. And the whole thing about it is what I do now is, for the most part, it's chopping up vegetables, putting them in a pan, extra virgin olive oil, healthy fats, and then a protein source, whether it be chicken, fish, turkey, eggs, uh, typically fish on a Friday for myself, and throughout the week then I much prefer plant-based sources why because it's more convenient for me and suits me to add a fiber from the likes of soya beans and it's still high protein and it's complete protein tempeh is something that I previously didn't know what was it comes from soya and a lot of people are talking about oh but isn't there negative effects the amount of soya uh, the fact is that once you have a high percentage of uh, fiber in your diet you can pull out some of those negative effects out of your body and the thing is that I recommend people to get other protein sources. Don't just have don't just have chicken. Don't just have tofu. Don't mm -hmm. just have tempeh. Don't just have 
eggs and those are things that I have throughout the week. Don't just have fish and spreading it out. And then dairy will be something that we'd have to look in with people. And that's probably another important point to touch on. Uh, like, so non-organic as opposed to organic dairy mm. has the main difference of antibiotics that can be passed through the likes of the animal. And that firstly for people who tolerate dairy, because there is a, a sugar in milk lactose that can cause negative issues with people so they ask people how are they with dairy and they say oh well, i'm fine but then if they take it out for a period of time and then they say oh, she's actually my breathing has improved and my, also my skin health because it can cause issues with some people and don't even know especially irish people because why because it's been in our in our heritage and just because something's in your heritage doesn't mean you have to possibly continue continue to do that if it's causing negative effects on you and that's a point to touch on it's quite good for individuals to to know i suppose but cooking meals is simple you literally have three things a protein source that'll be chicken fish turkey eggs tofu tempeh hemp seeds that's your protein have a carbohydrate source potato you have lentils you have you can also have beans which also have a little bit of protein then you can have rice you can have sourdough bread that's one thing sourdough bread you have to cook it then you have greens and greens then uh, you're adding those with a healthy fat. The healthy fat could be extra virgin olive oil, could be coconut oil, dependent on whatever you have at home. Those are the two that I recommend, high smoke points and olive oil, not as much, but difference in higher omega-3s. So you have those three things, pop all those in a pan, 15 minutes, add spices. I ask people, do you like curry powder? Do they like curry? Like, yeah, Look, add, get curry powder on your spice rack. Pop that all in and you're on to an absolute game changer of a meal right there. Curry flavored, all single ingredients. And when you get them organic, maximize the benefits for you. Couldn't be simpler. 50, less. I can get, like that meal could be cooked in. I can cook a meal like that in eight minutes. It's probably the tops. And I remember Happy Pear did a one. And I was like, we can cook it in four minutes. They have two lads. I'm one man. I'm one man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I recommend people should definitely look, look at your um, your um, instant TikTok stories. They're, they're good. They're hilarious. Good. It's good. It's just quite. It's, it's quite good though. You've seen watching them whole. You know, cook the whole meals from scratch though. So, and even you're, you're you've done a few lives there as well. Very good. Like to see how you cook the whole thing and make it fun as well. It's, a lot of people. I know in Australia, a big thing here is. Um, I don't know if they were here when you were here, but these processed meals like in the microwave, most yourself and, you know, all this kind of stuff and, a lot of these you know in the microwave done and even there's this new company out now that. You know, you have all your vitamins in the bottle, which I don't think that's something that you would agree on. <laughs> no, unless you're a very, very small infant, I don't think you should be drinking out of a little bottle. What <laughs> <laughs> is alcohol is probably one thing that come up in the questions is I don't, to be fair, I don't drink much alcohol because to me, there's more drawbacks to alcohol than, than positives. But what about you, your point of view from alcohol, from everything, from how it's meant to the effects on the body? What's your opinion on it? I suppose I, I'll tell people that I'm not a saint. I'm Coleman. I'm a 30-year-old male. I'm a single individual. I'll have and dabble in, <laughs> in drinks every now and again. I go to family occasions where there'll be weddings and the thing. But I must point out, it's not the majority of the time. Mm. It's not every Thursday or Friday. It's not the week. It's not the Monday tipple. It's, I'll have the one and know the one that's one too many. I don't have it in my diet regularly, but I, I will drink. And the thing is that that's something that I enjoy every now and again but I don't have it in every week, which, which some people have. And it, what alcohol is, is actually empty calories. And for the most part, uh, people that I train, they would drink wine and I get them to either take it out of their diet or if they want it in their diet, to have it in and factor it in, such as that, because it's liquid calories. And that's something that's worth noting, firstly on just, I suppose, a fitness point. But then 
not all alcohol is created equally and people that drink red wine typically on the weekends or whenever they drink it, drink it in the evening, it's something that it comes from a grape and grapes are something that can be heavily sprayed throughout its life cycle. So that's important to either get yourself an organic bottle of wine and people say, oh, that's expensive. And I say, again, it's about your health long term. If you want to be healthier and drinking, it wouldn't be deemed as most healthy, but there's different forms of health. Okay, so saying that people should run a half marathon, like that's, well, that'd be deemed or quite healthy for some people but then you have other individuals who would be a, a dream to run a 5k and other people who would be a pretty chuffed if they got 3k and that's what it's about it's about focusing in on your certain labeling of health and health is different for everyone so what's healthy for me isn't healthy for or might be extra excessively healthy for you would call it you paul or someone else the other one of the listeners i think it's supposed finding what works for them and remember that we call it carb- or alcohol is a carbohydrate. So again, what's one of the three main macros what the body runs after? Carb, healthy fats, and proteins. And if you're drinking on top of foods, it's something that can prevent you from lo- losing weight. And that's just important to note. People say they struggle with the likes of weight loss and try to improve the body composition. And alcohol is something that I would recommend to take out much, much longer before fruit. Like for instance, a lot of people say, come, should I take out fruit? I recommend you take out alcohol before you take out fruit and I recommend take out processed foods a hell of a lot longer before that. What is, I suppose, what is what is the drawbacks of alcohol in your system when it breaks down? You know more than I would about what is the, when you break alcohol, what is the negative effect? What, what happens when you, when you drink alcohol? Well, alcohol can one of the, can negate or prevent problems with one of the most important things in health and it's your sleep a lot of people think it actually can improve your sleep however it actually litters your sleep so for those of you that say just i'll just have the one the nightcap i'll pop that back and mm-hmm. sound as a bell then it actually puts you in a sedated state okay and actually ends up having it litters your sleep so you're falling asleep and you're actually waking up in between you call it your sleep cycles and sleep goes in 90 minute cycles so that's why i'm big on sleep because it's one of the really things that are important to health because you don't sleep right your hunger hormones are off as i said if you're not sleeping right the next day then isn't as productive as it possibly could and that's part of the day when you're sleeping that it improves on the likely recovery of your body so you're recovering your cells from your skin cells to the muscles fibers that you tore in your workout or you're getting your 10,000 steps and i suppose that it's not something i recommend to people if they're looking for optimal health it's something that i would recommend to minimize if not reduce and then if you are consuming it definitely try get and actually been <laughs> sending, I've been trained a couple of people that sent me an organic beer. So I'll have to try it. <laughs> Jesus, an organic beer. Yeah. That's the you. I've got a few questions for you. One to come in last week. And I suppose one of the first ones is what are the, like what are good foods for bloating? So a lot of females that bloat around the period. What are good foods to probably reduce bloating and to not have you bloat? All right. Again, uh, bloating is such a specific to each and every individual. So bloating could come from having excess amount of fiber dependent at any one time. So if you went from having five, six grams of 10 grams of fiber to all the way up to, if you had 25, so if I started training you and you said, go oh, I'm after buying the e-cookbook there, I'm after eating everything on it, but I'm bloated. I feel like I'm six months pregnant, but that's as a result <laughs> of you going from one, zero miles an hour to 60 in a couple of seconds. You've overloaded the system all at once. So it's slow and steady for the, for the most part, introducing high fiber foods, which range from like the example of an apple on top of the likes of greens and then adding in onions and then adding in garlic. And some of those 
things all at once can cause uh, bloating issues with your bowel and both Firstly, sometimes it can be as a result of things not being organic and causing irritability in your in your stomach. So that's important to know. So sometimes I get people to switch over to organic produce, whether it be <clears throat> excuse me, like the greens or onions or garlic are one of the ones that when you switch over, again, they don't contain chemicals and doesn't contain the irritability in your stomach. So then it reduces the amount of bloating and other things that can uh, simply reduce bloating in the body is potatoes. Now that we've touched on them potatoes being something that I would recommend and previously not having as much knowledge as I do now I used to think Jesus potatoes make you fat and such and such but there's actually something that is uh, increased okay it's a resistant starch it's a type of fiber that's increased okay when they're cooked and left to cool the next day so <clears throat> either you have them uh, fried the next day in a pan with some eggs there's some one of the meals that I have on a regular basis with greens whether it be chard or spinach and that builds up the <clears throat> excuse me the starch in the potato which makes it actually healthier and makes it easier to digest because some people do get excess on the bloating when they have white potatoes. So something that I would touch on to reduce bloating in that scenario. Uh, other foods, I suppose, that I would recommend or touching on the likes of bloating would be taking out processed foods. Processed foods contain a certain amount of sugar, excess amount of sugar in the body causes inflammation. Where does food end up going? Towards your stomach. And then what happens then? There's a bit of a, a bulge and then... <clears throat> processed foods you're taking out you're taking out the likes of chemicals and the next thing i suppose is how to reduce maybe bloating finding what's irritable and what's causing the irritation in your body milk is one that is quite common with individuals so taking out dairy products and that goes from the likes of yogurts and then i maybe introduce maybe cleaner yogurts because people think oh do you know what i have this lovely uh, high protein yogurt uh, it's uh put it what flavor what what one is it oh it's the strawberry it's the vanilla it's the chocolate i love it like or there might be excess amount of sugar in it and you already have a certain amount of sugar and other things in your diet. Would you think about taking that out? And you go, oh yeah, I'll take that out okay, and switch it up for a natural source. And then what else could I add in? You could add in fruit and you go, Jesus, yeah, it's, it was strawberry flavored um, yogurt, but now I actually have actual or, or blueberry flavored yogurt. Now it's great. You're adding in natural sugars as opposed to processed. And that's getting, again, just taking one step back from the process. Like yogurts are processed in itself, but the whole thing is you get as close as you can to a single ingredient, adding in something that's naturally high in Firstly, vitamins and minerals and natural sugars. Then you have fiber from the likes of the berries and they're very important to get organically. Why? Because the chemicals that are sprayed on those crops are one of the things that we end up consuming because people say, oh, you can wash them. Like it's very hard to wash in a couple of blueberries. Um, and then other people say, peel it, peel off the skin. But remember that most of the beneficial compounds of fruits and vegetables are found in the skin or just below it. So that's a point to note if you want to maximize the benefits of Fuji. Just try to get them organic as best you can. I'll go a little bit of your own. Next thing I suppose I would touch on to reduce bloating is ginger. I can't believe I have this much information about bloating. So ginger oh, really? is an anti-inflammatory. So ginger is an anti-inflammatory that can help with reduced uh, cramps with women at the time of the month because I train a high percentage of women on the organic fitness program following that then it's uh, high in antioxidants antioxidants reduce stress on the body calming it down calming down your nervous system and then the final one I'd also recommend the organic fitness spice is turmeric and black pepper they're massively high in anti-inflammatories again and it's something that people are not having enough of is orange colored foods orange colored foods actually improve your skin complexion and I would have every single day I would have an orange colored food it's the antioxidant called beta carotene so beta carotene, just think of it as orange. So orange colored foods can improve your skin health. That's my next question, actually, on skin health. It's um, had a few people ask me, um, 
you have your jetty we think talked on it before is like skin cream to reduce wrinkles and all this other stuff but if we were to throw away the, the cream and look for the foods that gives you the glow you have now there's a big difference in your skin and my skin you're like a you're like a god there um Colburn. you're glowing hail over your head there what are the good foods that i i can start having for me to make me look like you um, well, I touch, <laughs> firstly, touch on <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, it's a good question. It's a good question. So we'll, I'll expand on it here. The fact is that uh, it's not comparing yourself to somebody else, whether it be on social media, on this podcast, or anybody else. My skin health isn't what it is right now, or my fitness isn't is what it is or was, if you understand me. There's a starting point, and your starting point is where you are today. The thing is, you're looking for an improvement. Things that can improve your skin health, okay, firstly, is we'll touch on lifestyle sleep none of people are actually getting adequate amount of sleep and say oh my sleep is fine i'm sleeping okay could you improve your sleep your skin heals and your so does your muscles when you sleep improve sleep i literally put up something over there last night how to improve on your sleep get a routine go to bed at a regular time monday to sunday you say oh jesus come that's difficult being healthy isn't easy do you mean optimal health is literally you doing everything as best you possibly can that's 100 i'm not 100 i drink I go to, we call a family member's house. I just became an uncle there quite recently. Mm. And the, uh, babies I have huge respect now for women, more so than I ever did. The fact is that sleep is really difficult if, you're, have, if you do have a child or you do have young kids. And it's about just improving, improving on what you have. It's not about perfection. And that's what optimal health then is, is, is the gold standard. Gold standard's up there, but you're trying to get there. And that's the first thing, sleep. Next one is the likes of training. You say, Colin, how the hell is training going to improve my sleep? Sweating. Sweating actually gets rid of toxins out of your body. So when I was typically, um, well, the gyms were open, I was going to at least minimum once a week, I was going to saunas. But nonetheless, you don't have to go to sauna. You can get on an unbelievable amount of a sweat from a home workout. I've got a couple of sessions there lined up for uh, people in the coming month on the Organic Fitness Program. And they say, geez, I don't have to go to a sauna call in this month. <laughs> and uh, the fact is, sweating. Sweating is beneficial to the body. It's actually natural. People say, oh, God, sweating. The whole thing is, you have to, sweating is something you need to do for your body. Gets rid of, opens up your pores and gets rid of blackheads and gets rid of all the toxins built up predominantly around here because that's one of the m- most um, regular places we touch in the body as soon as we go, ah, oh, we touch our nose, we touch our face. That's why we typically get uh, black spots in and around the periphery edges of your nose. So sweating is the next thing. And then we'll touch on the likes of the foods. Foods being the third. So this is the pillars of health. I mean, your sleep, your training, you now your foods. So following that then, it's the foods that you can add into your diet are orange color foods. What are orange color foods? You have carrots, okay? Carrots contain beta carotene. You have the likes of turmeric is orange in color, high in antioxidants, and all foods that are high in antioxidants will reduce stress in the body. When you have less stress on the body, you're going to, as a result of that, have less um, problems with the likes of your body being in that fight or flight state. So adding in high antioxidant foods. What are high antioxidant foods? Just think of the colors. The darker the color, the higher the antioxidants. And organic vegetables have higher antioxidants again. And the actual <clears throat> science behind that is that. Typically, when a plant is grown organically, it can be typically stressed. We'll just give the example of tomatoes. Tomato plants, they typically might get nibbled by green fly or white fly. As a result of that, the plant, <clears throat> excuse me, tries to protect itself. And the chemical antioxidant is something that is sent out and sent into the fruit. And then when we harvest that, then we are the end consumer of that beneficial antioxidant. That's what antioxidants are. They're stress hormones that the plant puts out and sends to the fruit because it tries to protect the fruit because that's where the seeds are. We harvest the fruit, we 
in eating it and weakening the advantage of that reduces stress in the body. Those are high antioxidants. And then <clears throat> so the fourth one, improving your skin health is something that I do on a regular basis and is get outside, outside sun exposure first thing in the morning. I mean, cockroach, when the sun is coming up, not I'm recommending going out at one o'clock or 12 o'clock when the sun is at its harshest. Okay. It's actually the light that we're looking for. It's not the sun. A lot of people say, oh, on, geez, the sun is so dangerous. The sun is dangerous and it's powerful. But the thing is, we often hear more about the dangerous than we do the power. The thing is, getting sunlight exposure first thing in the morning sets your circadian rhythm, which improves your sleep. And it also what it does is opens up your pores first thing in the morning. So then your body is at a most natural state and that's going to help, I suppose, improve on the likes of your skin health. Those are four, if not five different main things that I do on a daily, if not regular basis to improve my uh, health and as well as the people that I mentor and train. That's unreal. Some good tips, some good tips there. And I guess another big one is going to come in is IBS, which I know IBS is, again, a space around nutrition and food. So what is your whole thing with IBS and good food for IBS? So with IBS, again, it, it's, it is quite specific and detailed to each individual. Mm. I would definitely be adding in the likes of high antioxidant foods. And the one I would lean for even more so than, than others would be ginger. Ginger is actually something that can reduce cramps, uh, particularly in women at their time of the month. And it's it's working a dream with people that I'm currently coming into contact with. And I, and I used to know a lot of this information before and I'm, I'm learning all the time, but I do train high percentage of women on uh, the My Organic Fitness program. And that's something that is uh, working quite well. And another person that I'd highly recommend checking out is uh, Orla O'Flaherty. She's very good as well. Yes. She's uh, on the podcast. Yeah, she's a bag of knowledge, isn't she? She's a lot of stuff said with it. That's good. And another question is, this is going to be up your seas. You know, what, why do chemicals harm you? Why do chemicals harm you? Because I suppose when you think about what a chemical is, for the most part, chemicals are sprayed onto crops to kill. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're killing either an insect or disease. And as a result of that, then we are the end consumer of those chemicals. So whether they're trying to kill, we'll say, a small, harmless fly, and the whole thing about it is it affects there it's called breaking down like parts of their system and prevents them from reproducing but that actually is so so causing negative cause negative effects on our health and we are the end consumer of that crop so when i focus in on people consuming organic foods that that don't have harsh chemicals sprayed on them it's the ones that our first of preference are greens. Why? Because those are the and fruits. Those are the ones that when the sprays are applied or the chemicals are applied to the crop, it's we're directly consuming that product. Uh, and ones that wouldn't be as advantageous to get are bananas or avocados. So bananas, they have an outer layer that we typically don't eat. We have the likes of the avocado skin that we typically don't eat. Even though I have actually dabbled in eating organic avocados but that's a different point <laughs> uh, there's a tiktok i gotta check out <laughs> so yeah so chemicals cause major major issues with your your body and uh, in relation to can prevent you actually from losing weight boy because uh, lower energy levels and these affect your adrenals your adrenals are things that can increase or increase your energy levels or if they're negatively affected can prevent you from just having as much energy as you possibly could on any given day. So I suppose 
anybody who's consuming something that's organic, it's grown without harsh chemicals or an organic produce, it's grown and without the likes of antibiotics, which can cause negative effects on your overall gut health. And gut health is linked with, and it's so important because those antibiotics can affect your gut microorganisms and they're located in your stomach. And remember that 90% of your serotonin, which is your happy hormone, is produced in your stomach. And then it is connected to your brain. It's called the vagus nerve. And that's probably the most important thing that people don't know. Hormones are affected by excess amount of chemicals that you consume on a daily basis. That comes down to the, the water that you drink, to the foods that you eat, to the liquids that you have on a regular basis, whether it be alcohol, whether it be water or everything in between. I think it's, it's definitely, it's getting better though, is it? Like there's is a, there's more organic coming to the scene than it was just say 10 years ago, would you reckon? Totally, totally. And it's coming down the train like nobody's business. And that's it. People are kind of waking up and understanding that when they start to improve on their diet, eating the best type of foods, as I said, and they are the best type of foods. And people may say that they are a little bit more expensive, but that's just it. Sometimes you have to pay for quality. Do you know what I mean? You could buy, you could buy a rubbish phone and, the thing is, it wouldn't be as good as the, the snazzy one that you have in your hand or your listeners are right now. And most people, <clears throat> I tell you, tell you, the fact is, they'll say, being healthy is expensive. Same person will spend 150 euro on a night out. They'll spend 200 euro on a night out. They'll buy a pair of Nikes, they'll buy a pair of Adidas, they'll buy the best goddamn gear they possibly can. And then they'll say, that's expensive. And or in between, they'll have a phone that they're literally texting you and saying, organic is expensive. New iPhone's over a thousand euro. Like my brother has, shout out to my brother. He's an iPhone wanker. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the thing is, um, that's it. Like that's a thousand euro. That will buy you a hell of a lot of organic produce and vegetables. Do you know what I mean? If we were talking about what you say, eight dollars for a head of broccoli, that'll buy you a lot of head of broccoli, man. That'll buy you over a year's supply of broccoli a day. Thousand euro. That's very true. It's a good point, isn't it? I'm glad I brought that up. It's the first time I ever mentioned it. I'm so glad you're here right now. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's a no. It is. It's a great point. I think since since our first podcast we done eight months ago, like most stuff I've got now, I've definitely got a lot more organic. I just really made the effort to go to the organic section, go to the markets, and get your organic because there's a huge difference in in organic and everything. Like just your food tastes different, you feel better afterwards. But I guess before we leave there, one thing we tipped on before was cravings, and that's a massive thing with the Fuji too. Cravings. What's the best way to describe cravings and, and the best foods for cravings and why do we have cravings i suppose we'll touch on you have cravings as a direct result of the something's not right in your diet cravings aren't natural you shouldn't have cravings i used to have terrible cravings myself and i used to lean for the likes of haribo i typically don't lean for haribo anymore and that's saying that i don't get cravings or my diet is absolutely positively perfect there's the times where i tend to under eat with it they end up and skip a meal because just through the work commitments what ends up happening then is you typically overeat or binge eat at the end of the day so making sure that when you are on a certain uh, health and fitness trend that you make your meals regular and people say how many meals should i have have them as many meals as you want but it's coming down to the like so you can have six meals i used to have six small meals but right now i've been quite as busy as i am i have three main meals of a breakfast i have a lunch and i have a dinner and that i used to have snacks in between previously get rid of the snacks bump up the likes of my main meals and that's now helping me stay what much more consistent in the foods that I eat, preventing bloating, keep my energy levels regular. And then the next point with cravings is <clears throat> magnesium. Where is magnesium found? It's found in the likes of beans. Beans are plant-based source of protein, which I recommend to people. And that 
also contains fiber. Fiber keeps you fuller for longer. Then the magnesium also comes from dark leafy greens. So it comes from dark leafy greens for the win. Eat greens, please. Spinach, kale, arugula, rocket. Any of the greens you can get charred, you can get your hands on beetroot leaves. And you like when you buy actually things from country markets, the leaves to be still on them. So you actually sometimes people, oh, it's expensive. You get more when you go to the country markets. You get the beetroot, you get all the leaves, and you go, oh, really? I get to make and have beetroot leaves, and I get the beetroot. As opposed to if you just went to the, the large store, you just get the beetroot, it's chopped off at the top. Why? Because it'll last longer that way. And if you're growing it yourself and you're storing it in sand, you twist off the top and put it in sand, and they can be stored in the winter. That's another thing that I recommend people to do that I train. So that's just another tip there. So other things that uh, prevent you from having cravings would be protein, bumping up your protein from whole foods and whole food, single ingredient, complete proteins were and are, if you're choosing them, depending on your preference, is chicken, fish, turkey, eggs, beef, and as a result of that, eggs are a super beneficial one that I would have daily in my diet, tofu and tempeh and hemp seeds. That kind of comes into the five ones that are for people who eat meat sources and fish being there too. Then you have the likes of tofu, tempeh, hemp seeds, and then mixing a grain and a rice. So lentils mixed with the likes of pumpkin seeds, which are also high in zinc, good for your immune system. And they're a healthy fat or something that I have on a regular basis. And now that I'm thinking of it, I might even make that for lunch today. And that's something that can be cooked in less than 15 minutes. So lentils go into a pan, extra virgin olive oil, brown them off, add water, add veg stock, pumpkin seeds, put another pan, you have greens, you put in, I'm going to say curry powder because most people like that. I like a lot of spice, so I can put paprika, uh, paprika and I will put maybe some cayenne pepper in that complete protein healthy fats and greens massively high in fiber could even put a spoon of yogurt that's complete protein whether it's dairy complete protein still whether it's a soya complete protein still bish bash bash you've got a meal right there sprinkled with hemp seeds over 30 if not 35 grams of protein in the in the portion sizes i have in my head how about that made in less than 15 minutes yes i'm getting hungry i just talked to you coming i know i know so <laughs> before we leave coming how do you stay so positive how do I stay so positive? It's it's something that I something I suppose I struggle with, but it's surrounding yourself with positive people and positive information. I don't use social media for scrolling. I through I no word of a lie. I don't I put out as much content as I possibly can on any given day. Three posts on Instagram, three posts on minimum TikTok, a YouTube video on either training or nutrition or growing. And the fact is that anything that I consume is either in a van or in my ears is either a book or a podcast on something for health and wellness and people that I'm connecting with or people that ask me onto their podcast, I only come on if I think I would gain a beneficial mutual connection with them. And the people that I either you live with and the people that you listen to, make sure they're as positive as you possibly can. And I know that might sound a bit kind of like bullish, but if whether it's your parents that are quite negative, you need to reduce them and minimize it as much as you possibly can. Whether you live with someone who is quite negative and they're always doom and gloom. And, and I've come into contact with those, including working people that I used to live with. And what they do is, oh, how was your weekend? Oh, it was raining all weekend. Do you know what I mean? And what ends up happening is, they're actually what I like to call emotional vampires. Like they will drag you back down and yes. suck the energy out of you. And it's like, <sighs> just give us a break. Like, do you know what I mean? And then what you have to do is you have to fight fire with fire. Like I have to be the most 
what I try pick up the pick up the tone when you go into a room like that because you go into the office or you go into you're sitting down to your Zoom and says, "Oh, how was your weekend?" And say, "Oh, it was actually good." You know why it was good? Oh, I listened to this podcast and I listened to Paul and he's had this fellow on called Coleman Power and he's talking all about motivation, about foods, about how they can be healthier. How can I improve my not only my body composition but also my skin health? And we learned this new thing called grounding and learned a lot about organic foods and listen to people that can give you beneficial information. Stop listening to the news. The news is nothing but doom and gloom. They try pick it up at the end of it and say, well, there's been this new baby giraffe that's been born at the zoo. Would you like to name it? And the fact is, that's a lot of rubbish. It's a lot of rubbish. Listen to the likes of Paul who's putting out beneficial information. Listen to whoever you gravitate to. And some people say, well, Coleman's talking about nothing but SH1T and it, there's no difference. That's absolutely fine. You can't please everybody and you can't always win. And they, I, I'll tell you, there's a lot of, when people start to follow you, there's, Negativity that comes into it. And I didn't previously yeah. think this. There's there's lads are, are called keyboard warriors. I didn't previously know that word. They'll come out there and they'll kind of go, Goldman, this is a lot, you're talking rubbish. Like, and they're going, it's absolutely fine. Thanks for watching. And they'll, they'll try to dig you. They'll try to dig you. But I'm I'm pretty tall now. I'm pretty strong. And the fact is that I'll take the digs, it's like a water off a duck's back. And things they hurt people, hurt people. So remember that they have something that's not right with them, that they actually. And, think about it they've actually taken time out of their day to write down something that's trying to be hurtful to you and <clears throat> remember they're only words okay sticks and sto stones will break my bones but words will never hurt me and that's always something that's important to remember and that if you're ever struggling make sure you text somebody or even text me send me a dm there isn't a dm that i haven't answered as a result of right now so if you're ever struggling with positivity send me a message and i'll send you a voice note back because oh, yeah. i'm pretty humor too <laughs> that's what i do <laughs> but that's that's the truth i i put out what i most want back i put out positivity because i want to be people to be positive i want people to be happy i want people to be healthier i want people to eat the best foods they possibly can that's local that's fresh that's chemical free and that's organic and whether you grow your own you go to the country market you buy it in a large store just get your hands on it the thing is you cannot gain the advantage of something you do not do and that comes down from the thoughts that you think to the foods that you eat to the training that you do on a regular basis Unbelievable stuff. I guess, Tal Coleman, you've just released a new book as well, haven't you? E-book. Yeah, the new e-cookbook about those meals that um, I find it difficult when I talk about foods not to be going straight over to the kitchen now that I'm quite close to it to go cooking. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the new e-cookbook is, is after just coming out. And it's something that, I don't know how I managed it, but I, I did in the circumstances and the time that was in it. But yeah, it's a new cookbook with over 40 different pages of uh, single ingredient foods you can cook as i said 20 minutes is the longest one there's desserts there's uh we call it homemade nut bars there's meals there's lunches there's breakfasts there's a couple of different smoothies in there with those couple of spices that we recommended in between for optimal skin health increased energy levels and they're full of antioxidants and other than that uh there's it's it, we crashed the website on the first day so that was great news <laughs> <laughs> where can people find your ebook coleman Oh, it's uh, it's uh, firstly it's on my website, and you can send me a message. So my website is Coleman Power Organic Fitness, and it's it's C O L M A N. So if you put an E looking for Coleman, who will end up going is Ronnie Coleman, and people are like I can't find you, Coleman. You're putting in an E. In it. Ronnie Coleman's a completely different man. He's massive, and he's he's quite tanned as well. He's he's we'll call African American. <laughs> so you can find me on Coleman Power Organic Fitness. So C O L M A N. Any of my social media platforms or that. So either my website, send me a message directly. And I'll hook you up then with the, the likes of the details on the new cookbook. Or if anybody's looking to be trained or mentored by myself, I have current slots available, I suppose, in um, 
don't have any for the next month, but you can even book in for the month after that uh, on the organic fitness plan. So that's important to get your hands on it while it's, while it's coming into summer. Amazing. Absolutely. Better podcast coming. Really good podcast. <laughs> that was better than last time, but it's great to have you on. Thanks for coming on. No problem at all. Thanks for having me, Paul. Delighted to connect with you, man, because you're, well, you're a like-minded man and I put you in the bracket of beneficial information that people put out there and I'm glad we're after connecting and we're after meeting and it's, it's, it's good to Likewise, be on the same team. We'll meet in person someday. Certainly. Great stuff.